This is Phil Diaz. I'm the pastor at Greencastle Church of the Nazarene, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. It's my prayer that God would use this podcast to speak to your life right where you're at. I pray it also builds your faith and helps give you perspective on how God can work, move, and transform your life. Enjoy the message. Man, give God praise today. I don't think we could ever give him enough praise. Amen. 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 All right. Well, today uh, the message is called Defrauding God. <laughs> and before we get into that, uh, I just simply want to say that uh, today's message is completely coming out of love from me. And hopefully you might still love me afterwards. Okay. All right. I didn't sound very confident, but I'm going to go with it. Uh, but it's truly coming out of a place of love and coming out of a place of grace, but also coming out of a place of truth and experience. Okay? So, uh, are you ready for what God is going to say to us here today? Okay. Amen. Amen. So, just keep remembering that here in a few minutes. Okay? So, defrauding God. Uh, defrauding is... A word that describes to deprive as an act of something of deception or as of fraud. <laughs> and for some of you, starting out from the gate, that might sound a little strong today. Okay? This is not your latte sermon. It's a little more on the black coffee side of things today. Okay? It's a little stronger. But in spiritual terms, what I'm going to ask is that in defrauding God, Sometimes I believe that we can be in ourselves literally in the act of deceiving and of trying to steal something from God. Well, what is that something? Well, it comes in many different ways. For example, when times are hard and gas is $5 or more a gallon, the medical bills start piling up. You might be going through a life crisis. Uh, are you holding anything back from God? When times are good and gas prices are below $5 a gallon and you got that job promotion and you're going on that vacation to Jamaica, have you been holding anything back from God? You know, things like our money, our time, our resources, even our own body, our health and life in general are all things that we can give unto the Lord. The thing I see most in, in people's lives is, do you let your circumstances speak to the faith that you so much proclaim? Okay? And I want to unpack a little bit of that today. I want to see what the Word of God has to say about some of this today. So we're just going to go straight into the Scriptures. Um, let's stand today for the reading of the Word of the Lord. Uh, the main portion is going to be out of the book of Malachi. This is in chapter 3, verse 6 through 12. And this is a little strong like black coffee, okay? But this is what the word of the Lord says. It says, I, the Lord, do not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Ever since the time of your ancestors, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. And then he says this, he says, return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. But you ask, well, how are we to return? 
Will a mere mortal rob God? Yeah, you rob me. But you ask, well, how are we robbing you? And the Lord says, in tithes and offerings. You're under a curse, your whole nation, because you're robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room to store it. Amen. 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 Then it says this, I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields and will not drop their fruit before it's ripe, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations that you will call be blessed for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. Let's bow our heads today for the receiving of this word. Dear Lord, we come before you and we totally recognize that in this moment that you want to work in you. That God, that you want to speak over our lives a very, um, sometimes to us it can be a very painful truth. To others it can be a victorious truth. So God, I'm asking that when you speak, this is going to be your word speaking to those in the congregation today. And so Lord, I ask that you anoint my words, anoint this time, anoint this service, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You guys may be seated today. All right, you guys still with me? Yes. Okay. All right, I'm not fired yet. Okay. <laughs> so Israel, the nation of Israel at this time, they was guilty of defrauding God. And so if we look at this passage in Malachi, we see that the Lord's complaint was found in verse 8, where God simply said these words, You have robbed me. That's God's words, not mine. <laughs> okay? This is what God said to the nation of Israel. You have robbed me. Israel was guilty of withholding the full tithe that was supposed to go into the offering that God had asked of the nation to give. God told them point blank these words. You have robbed me. In verse 7, he talks about being robbed of worship. And then in verse 8, he talks about being robbed of tithes and of offerings. And I don't know about you, but I would not want God speaking point blank to me those words. <laughs> we often think of all the kind and wonderful things God says, and He does. And even this is coming out of a heart of love and grace and kindness, which I know in this moment may not sound like that, but it really does. He says that you have robbed me. And I want you to think about that phrase, you have robbed me. Have you ever robbed God of what is rightfully his? You see, the question to ask is, well, what rightfully is God's? <laughs> what is God's? When we talk about giving to the Lord, what really is that the things that we need to give? And it's a great question. And I want to answer it for you this way. Uh, raise your hand, okay? If you claim to be a believer in Jesus, 
Okay? And you accept Christ as your Savior. You see your need for God in your life. You've asked and invited Jesus into your heart and your life. And Jesus has come into your life. Hallelujah. Amen. And He has saved you. He's restored you. He's cleaned you up. He sets you on a better life and a better pathway than what you had. He makes you righteous. He makes you holy. And He sanctifies you with His grace. Where's all the hands in the room? <laughs> So do you claim that, church? Okay. Okay. Well, if you claim that, then rightfully, God is over everything in your life. Amen. Give Him praise. <laughs> That's a good thing. And so now I'm going to say some hard things, but I hope that you understand that I'm coming from a place of love and grace with this is that I want to say this is that when we claim then that Jesus is our savior, we claim that Jesus has restored us and he, he's doing a work within us. And wherever you're at within your progression of faith, just whenever you claim that, you have to understand that everything in your life is the Lord's. Your money is no longer your money. It's God's money. <laughs> I told you, please don't fire me yet. Your job, your work, your occupation, well, it might be yours to do, but it's still God's job that he's working through you with. Amen? Your possessions, your resources, they're not just yours, they're the Lord's. Your talent, your gifts, your abilities, your reasoning, your way of thinking and doing life, it's not all yours, it's the Lord's. Amen? Amen. It's all God's. Somebody say that with me this morning. Say, it's all God's. All God's. Amen. God's the one who gives you the breath to breathe every single day. He gives you the gift and ability of having life within your body. God is the one who gives you each and every passing moment to be able to take advantage of that moment, to use that in a worshipful and resourceful way for His glory and for His purposes and for His name and for His renown. And I'm just getting started this morning. And because God knows that you're here and you're in this time and you're in this place and that you exist in this moment, God also knows that you have the power and the potential to reflect his goodness and his love and his truth and his grace to all parts of creation. And you have a capacity for worship and praise that no dumb rock outside can do. You have that unique ability. Praise him this morning. Amen. And without God, you would have no life whatsoever. That's my honest and goodness belief. Because all life begins in the thought and the mind of God. Give Him praise. He's the one who formed you, He stitched you, He put you together, He knows you. He knows you better than anyone and anything else. And here's what I love about God. In verse 6, he says this. In verse 6, he says that he does not change. <laughs> he has always been all-powerful, and he always will be sovereign and all-powerful. He says in verse 6, says, I do not change. And in this scripture, he is assuming himself to this word that we know of God called Yahweh. Means that I am that I am. 
And when He is the I am of all life, we know that He's faithful. He's true. And when God comes first within our lives, church, I'm going to say it this way, everything comes into order. So I want you to say that with me this morning. Say, when God, God is first, first in our lives, lives everything, everything comes into order. It's true. When God is first in our lives, everything comes into order. And when God is not first in our lives, everything is out of order. Amen. And so here in the scriptures, we see Israel was out of order. They had neglected the call to be obedient and consistent with their giving unto the Lord. In verse 6, it says that God confirms his faithfulness here. He says that you descendants of Jacob. Well, what's he mean by that? Why is that thrown in that verse? Well, you have to understand who was Jacob in the Bible. Jacob was a deceiver, a liar, and he was a cheater. <laughs> That's who Jacob was. But yet, even through all of his faults, God was still able to use Jacob for his glory, his renown, and his purposes. And so he's saying, you are a people much like your descendant, Jacob. You're lying to me. You're deceiving me. But since I'm God, I know that you're lying and you're deceiving me. And it's only because God is God, who's full of truth, but also full of grace, that the Israelites, even in this moment, they were not destroyed. Even us here today in 2022, humanity is not destroyed. It is not sent off somewhere in the universe where no one can rescue us. God has been faithful. We even see that in the answer to our prayers for so many years of praying for the sanctity of life within this nation. God is faithful. But yet, are we faithful to what he's been given to us to be faithful with? Amen? Amen. So, I want to look at another piece of scripture. This is in Leviticus. This is chapter 27, verse 30 through 32. It says this, it says that a tithe of everything from the land, whether it's grain, from the soil, or fruit, from the trees, belongs to who? The Lord. Who? The Lord. Who? The Lord. Amen. Amen. You guys are with me today. It says, it is holy to the Lord. It means it's sacred. It's important. And then it goes on to say this, it says... Whoever would redeem any of their tithe must add a fifth of the value to it. And then it says, Every tithe of the herd and flock, every tenth animal that passes under the shepherd's rod, says, will be holy to the Lord. So what does this mean about tithing? Well, if we talk about tithing in the sense that everything that we are and everything that we do and everything that we have is the Lord's, because we've confirmed that and affirmed that, it means this, it means that when we begin to think about tithing, before we begin writing that check to Netflix or the electric bill, it means that we set aside our 10% portion of what God requires first. I'm not saying you don't need to not pay your bills. I'm not saying that you need to just, you know, give your whole check over. 
Okay? I mean, if you can, that's great. The Lord will bless you. We'll talk about that. But it's interesting to me that in the scripture, all God asks is a percentage. It's 10%. What's 10%? Well, 10% is the same as if you're poor or as if you're rich. So if you only got a dollar, what's 10% of a dollar? Okay, I got some math people in here. That's good. Amen. All right, 10 cents. So you got a dollar. It's 10 cents of every dollar. Okay. Um, you know, 10% of what's $10? What's, what's, what's 10% of $10? Dollar. dollar. Okay, so on and so on. I can do this all day. I don't want to bore you in that way. But here's the thing. We need to set aside what is God's first. Okay. Now that's just with money. What about your energy? What about your resources other than just your money? What about your life? God says set that first. It means that sometimes we might need to sacrifice something in order to give our tithe to the Lord. That's why we sing that song. We bring the sacrifice of praise. That's why that word sacrifice of praise is in there. Because when you only got a dollar, <laughs> and though it may not seem like much, and that 10 cents you take out and you give to the Lord and unto the Lord, it might seem a lot. It might seem sacrificial. But it means this. It means that God gave us something to be a steward over. And whatever you want in life, is something that I believe needs to be under the lordship of who Jesus Christ is. Amen? Because your life belongs to the Lord. Who does it need to glorify? Jesus, the Lord. Whose tithe is it anyway? It's the Lord's. It's all His. And when we set to tithe first, I believe that we honor God in setting Him first in our finances, in our abilities and what we do and how we think, how we process. I mean, imagine your day if you set aside 10% of your day just for a devotional or a time with the Lord. Imagine your life as you set aside your finances and say, I know that this is going to be kind of hurtful or painful, but I believe that God is going to be honored through my giving. And in a nutshell, I believe that's a tithe, that's a percentage. And then we talk about offerings. What's an offering? An offering, I believe, is an extra giving on top of what your tithe is. We took, we took an extra offering today for missions, for world broadcasts. That's your, your giving that you give to, that you feel the Lord speaking to you, and you give in a way that's above and beyond. Whether it's 50 cents, a dollar, the amount doesn't matter. It's what you put, that the Lord put on your heart to give. That's what matters. Okay? For some of you, that could also mean, okay, I may not have much, but maybe I'm going to help volunteer in the missions department, and we're going to, I'm going to see what I can do. Or maybe it's doing something else within a church where there's a, another ministry that you see. It means just giving of that which is above and beyond. What God is asking isn't so much, I think. I mean, to be quite honest with you, you pay more in taxes probably than what... <laughs> than what God gets sometimes. You, you pay more at the pump than sometimes than what God gets. <laughs> I mean, I could go on and on. But when we 
Put God first in our lives. Say this with me again, church. Say everything, everything. Comes, comes into order. Amen. Amen. And so I believe that as we give, we give in a cheerful and obedient heart. And I believe that that honors God. And he is always faithful. Even when we're faithless, he is still faithful. Give him praise for that, church. Okay. Now we're going to be getting to the good part. At least what I think is getting to the better part. Okay? Now, I want to look at it. The Lord has a challenge for us in, in Malachi. So if we go back to Malachi. In verse 10, he says this. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And then he says this. This is the Lord's challenge. This is the Lord's challenge to Israel. This is the Lord's challenge to his people. He says, test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. There's not many passages and portions of Scripture that we see God saying simply, test me in this. <laughs> test me in this. God challenged Israel with the test of faith during a time of need. And he promised to show them through obeying his commands, how they can have an abundant blessing within their life. God is saying to them, test me, try me. <laughs> you don't believe me, huh? Test me. <laughs> test me. There are so many people that I know that walk through church and, you know, they got the WWJD t-shirts you would think that they're just some sort of super Christian they may be able to sing all the hallelujahs in church but they'll come into church and say yeah I, I, don't, I don't need to do that God doesn't need my money he doesn't need my time he doesn't need my resources yeah of course, I've heard it also said this way too, is I work hard for my money. It's my money, not your money. <laughs> my stuff, not your stuff. My life, not your life. Get back. <laughs> I've heard it said that way too. You know, here's the thing. <clears throat> God really doesn't need your money. God takes... 24 karat gold, the best gold that we have that's worth thousands and thousands and whatever kinds of dollars that the gold market's in. He uses it for street pavement in heaven. Do you really think that he needs your money? No. He doesn't need your money. He doesn't need your bank. But what he is asking is for faithfulness from those who love him. Yet there's so many people in church and they raise their fists up when it comes to the idea. And they're like, you think you deserve one of these, God? It's just like old man Herbert that I used to know and love. My mom used to clean houses and his was one of the houses. And so when it came time to write his check or whatever for the week, he'd always tell, you think you deserve one of these? 
He's a little old man. But that's how we are in church sometimes. We, we just put our fists up to the Lord and say, well, God, do you think you deserve this? I worked 70 hours this week in the hot and in the heat, and I'm tired, and I don't want to deal with anything, and this is my money, and I want to spend it how I want to. Praise God, Jesus. I think you can say that you know, all the good things that happen right good. But this is my money. Did I wake you up? <laughs> okay. That's how it is sometimes. We, we honestly think we got something to say to God. We say, do you, do you think you deserve this? Do you think you deserve my money, my time, my resources, God? But then he says that. He says, he says test me. Test me. Test me. When me and Ashley got married, one of the hardest things I knew starting out when you get married and you join your bank accounts and your bills and all the other stuff that comes together, okay? I knew that one of the, one of the hardest things was how, how are we gonna work this tithing thing out, okay? Because we were both working two jobs a piece and man, you talk about making ends meet. We were making ends meet, <laughs> okay? And it was tough and we were challenged, but yet we were stretched. And we began to sit down at the table the other day. We we're talking about all the ways that God provided for us through all of those years. When we took seriously this call of tithing, uh, I remember one specific moment. And there, I just started at Jasper Engines. So I just kind of got started in that job. And our furnace went out. Now, it was just my one income, okay? Not that, that it's not mine or whatever, but just to give you an idea, okay? So she had the kids, we just had Liam, okay? She is at home. And we were like, what are we gonna do? Furnace is out. And we just, we didn't have the extra, okay? Because, you know, unlike the federal government, we just can't print money and it just goes into the bank account, like many of you, okay? But we were like, well, what are we gonna do? And even with just starting in that job, all of a sudden, on a Friday, we all got called in and was like, hey, uh, the company is doing extremely well and we wanna thank you for working all these crazy hours, so we're gonna give you a special bonus for everybody. <laughs> Bonuses for everybody. <laughs> Those are good meetings. <laughs> and so here's the funny thing about that. The, the furnace and the amount of the bonus was almost exact to the penny. <laughs> like, exactly. And I don't, as much as I think my job, I praise God because I knew that he's the one who blessed us in that manner. So I give him praise for that. Amen. Uh, and our giving it's not just getting a check sometimes sometimes it's about God um, doing a miracle and making things last okay um, Ashley has, has not driven very many vehicles as far as within our lifetime we believe that God has just made her vehicles last past their time <laughs> to trade and all of that um, you know, when we got started, she was driving her Mustang, and 
She drew that till it was literally falling apart on the lot to get a trade for. And then now she drives this little blue Jetta thing and she's had that. She's going to drive that until about the same. But what I'm saying is that, you know, we, we do basic maintenance. It's nothing crazy, but we believe that God, because we were faithful, has helped make things last and be faithful to us. Does that make sense? Amen. Amen. And so we've seen that. Uh, and it's not just even in material possessions, but we've seen things in the, in the spiritual. We've seen things, how God works. And we know that when we get together and pray that we know that he works through, you know, healing our emotions, healing our, our uh, you know, things within our lives that, that he wants to touch. We see this longevity and we believe that it comes from his hand because we believe that. He's being faithful back to us for being faithful to Him. Does that make sense to everyone? Amen. I know when Ashley did lost her job at the YMCA, um, and she was pregnant with Lily. And that was a very tough time because I was really freaking out as being a dad for the first time. You know, and then we were trying to figure out, okay, how are we going to go down to one income? <laughs> But yet God provides. I could go on for story after story. I could probably open up and you guys could share all your story. We'll be here for a long time. But I want to say all of this. Is that our blessings. Our blessings come in many different ways. These are some spoons. Okay. When we give God even just a little bit, He can give us a blessing. That's this. When we give God this as a blessing. What does the passage say? It says, open up the floodgates of heaven. I believe God's got a blessing. <laughs> That can come in these sizes. Now, your blessing may not be you're going to win the lottery and you're driving around in a limousine and everybody knows your name. Okay? I don't, I don't know what that could be for you. But I know for what it's been for us has been his, his hand on our lives and sustaining things that the devil is always wanting to break and do apart. And I give him praise for that. Amen. So, this morning, I want to go to the last uh, slide today. For me, tithing is really all about trust. It's all about trust. So my last question is this. Do you really trust God with what he's given to you today? <laughs> Do you trust him? Do you want to bless him? Here in a moment, I want us to just stand and there's going to be a song playing. It's going to be talking about some of the things we talked about today. But I know for me, he's been my way maker. He's been there for me in the desert. So this time, let's just stand and listen to what God is speaking to you about today. Just bow our heads. Listen to this song.
today, we ask that you speak to us in this matter, where, where we can hear your voice clearly articulate to our hearts and to our minds the need to be able to give to you first, to make an effort, Lord, to set you above and above and beyond all things. And Lord, may our tithe bless not just us, but may it most importantly bless you in heaven. Lord, we don't want to rob you. We don't want to take from you. We don't want to, we don't want to be able to take something to say that we can bless ourselves better than what you can do. God, whether it's a, a spoon of a blessing, a bigger spoon, or even a shovel, Father, we know that whatever we give, you can bless us back in ways that mystify our circumstances. So Lord, as we leave this place today, speak to us in these things. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, Amen. Amen. You guys are dismissed this morning. Give a praise, church. Hey, thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. If you would like to connect with me or Greencastle Church of the Nazarene, you can find us on Facebook at Greencastle Nazarene and also on our website, www.greencastlenazarene.com. May you have a blessed and wonderful day in the Lord.